Hi everyone, welcome back to the It's Gonna Be Okay Baby podcast. I'm so excited to have you be joining me for the second episode of the pod where we're going to be talking about a topic that I absolutely love. Um, Before getting into that, if you haven't had a chance to go ahead and listen to the first episode, uh, you should definitely do that. Um, Although it was on a topic that was, you know, slightly a little more personal and a little less lighthearted. Um, I think that it was it was a fun pod to record and something that I got to talk about an issue that I've sort of been experiencing. So like I said, if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to it, certainly do that. However, on a more sort of lighthearted note, today's podcast is going to be focused on something, like I said, that I absolutely love and adore, and that is music. So what I wanted to do today is cover and highlight 15 artists that I've discovered during quarantine. So ever since I've come back home to my parents' house uh, at the end of March, um, I wanted to talk about these artists that I have recently discovered that I did not know anything about prior to sort of the end of March. Um, I just talk a little bit about sort of the, the albums that I've been listening to, the songs that have really piqued my interest and just, you know, shed light on these amazing artists that I think deserve all the recognition in the world. And hopefully, um, you know, you may know some of these artists already, and if you do, that means that (laughs) you have taste. Um, If you haven't heard of these artists before, I highly suggest, uh, you know, giving them a listen, even if you don't, even if they don't sound like someone you might like. I promise you that all these artists are super talented and have super cool projects out there to listen to. And so to begin, I want to start off by focusing on one of probably my favorite artists who has become, like like I said, who's become one of my favorite artists of all time, which is crazy because I've only known about, known about them for about like four or five months now. Um, but that's how much I love this person. And the artist's name is Maude Latour. Maude is a 20-year-old college student who attends Columbia University and you know obviously right off the bat when I found out that she goes to Columbia I was like oh my god like NYC connection that's super dope um but then once I heard her music I I was just blown away I couldn't believe that this girl was not only balancing being like a fucking rock star but also balancing going to Columbia, which, you know, as we know, is like an extremely good school. So the fact that she's able to do both is just absurd and makes me love her so much more. But to get into sort of what uh, songs and, and albums I like from her, so Maud only has one EP out at the moment, and then she's got like three follow-up singles that she's released since then. The EP came out in 2019, and it's called Starsick. And I absolutely love every song on that album. Um, my favorite is probably either Super Fruit or Ride My Bike. Um, but all the songs on there are great. And then out of the three singles that she's released since then, I would have to say that it's a tie between Block Your Number or One More Weekend for my all-time fave. Block Your Number is just like the absolute bop that you need when, I don't know, it, it, it's just like perfect. Like I love the lyrics, I love the melody. I love the production. I believe, if I've got this correct, that um, Melv produced her, produced this song for her, and um, I love Melv. He's a super sick like EDM producer that I've been following for a long time since like high school, and so to hear that he collabed with Mod is just like amazing. 
and I, I don't know how to describe it. Like she, it's like indie pop mixed with like disco and her sound is just so unique. And one thing that is just so cool about Maud and that I, I think you'll notice if you do in fact go on to listen to her is her voice. It sounds exactly like Lord. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Like when I first listened to, um, I think it was like Furniture, which is one of her songs, I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't know who I was listening to at the time. And I was like, wait, like, did Lord come out with a new song? Like, I was actually in shock. But no, it was Maud. And Maud's voice is like identical to Lord's, which is amazing because if you're a huge fan like me of Lord, um, especially her project Melodrama and, and all of her previous projects, you know that we've been craving new music from Lord. It's been like four years. And Lord always does this. She does her stupid little like disappearance act when she releases an iconic album. And while you know, no disrespect, Lord is amazing, so she has afforded the ability to just, like, leave and then come back with new projects whenever she wants. Um, I've just been craving a new project from her, and it, it does seem like we will be getting something in 2021 from Lord. but in the meantime, if you want to fill that void, I highly suggest listening to Maud because her voice is just beautiful, it reminds me of Lord and the production and instrumentals and all of her songs just makes me want to dance. Like, there's nothing more I want to do than when I'm listening to Maude and then just dance and, like, go for runs and, like, just run around. And also, uh, before I step into the next artist, Maude makes the cutest music videos, like, in the world. I'm not even, I'm, like, I sound like I'm exaggerating and I'm fanboying over this girl, but her music videos are so sick. They're literally recorded like in her dorm rooms at Columbia or like on the Columbia campus. So they're super like recognizable. Um, and I just really love like the homemade feel of them. And it just makes me, uh, you know, appreciate her talent and her vision so much more. So definitely recommend starting off <laughs> when you go, when you finish this podcast to start off your music search by checking out Mod. But to move on to my second artist that I wanted to talk about, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I mean, the sounds are, the sounds are, I would say they're pretty different, but still kind of in this like indie pop, indie rock kind of space. Um, and this artist that I wanted to talk about next, her name is Casey Hill. Um, I, Casey's not necessarily like a new artist. She has released um, projects in the past. Uh, she had an album released in 2017 called Like a Woman. Uh, which I've listened to a little bit. I I don't love that album. I'm more sort of infatuated with her new project, which was released in 2020, and it has quickly become probably one of my favorite albums of 2020, if not my favorite. And the title of this album is called Is It Selfish If We Talk About Me Again? So on this album, Casey just like mixes... It's almost like experimental, like indie pop. I know that sounds like... I don't even... It's hilarious, like, having me describe this music because I'm in no way, like, a, a music reviewer or critic, and I have no credentials to be explaining these, considering the fact that I don't have a single, like, musical bone in my body. But if I had to explain it, I would say it's kind of, like, like experimental, computer-based, indie pop, rock. I don't know. Either way, it's super cool. It's produced, I think, largely by like Jimmy Stack, who is a pretty pretty cool producer. I, I like a lot of the stuff. He's collabed with Charlie XCX and, and uh, other people in the past. And I just love this album. I find myself dancing to this one all the time as well. My favorites off the album are, I think, Porsche, um, Palladium, and Six. And one of the additional cool fe 
features about this album is that she just recently released kind of like a deluxe version that includes a couple of remixed songs from the album by some people that I really, really love, including Umru, shout out Umru, shout out Riley, <laughs> um, as well as Banafi, and I think Francis and the Lights is on there as well. So a really sort of diverse select um, group of uh, artists that have gone on to remix her songs for her. So that's really cool. I love when two artists that I like um, remix the, their songs and it just kind of creates like a full circle moment where you're like, oh, like they work together. That's super cute. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I want to move on to my third uh, artist that I've discovered during this time. And this artist is actually a duo. Their name is Magdalena Bay. And this is a synth pop duo composed of a guy and a girl. And the girl's name is Mika Tenenbaum and the guy's name is Matthew Lewin. And these two have been longtime collaborators who've been making music together since high school. And my favorite thing about Magdalena Bay is that they pride themselves on their DIY approach to pop. And I want to stop myself really quick because in in the past, like I've hated when I just like hate the word DIY. It like makes me feel ill because um, it gives me like weird like Pinterest and Etsy vibes, and I just like hate. I don't know, DIY is just like, ooh, it just gives me like fucking like Williamsburg, Bushwick, boy vibes, and I don't like it. However, if there was a better way to describe this band, I don't think it exists because they are truly DIY. They are breaking barriers with this synth pop, electro funk, I don't even know what you can call it, but it's incredible. Um, and one of my favorite things I saw on Twitter recently was, I think it was an interview with them, and they said that the reason they created Magdalena Bay is because they were tired of moody, depressing pop on the radio, and they felt nostalgic for the dance pop of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And so if you're feeling nostalgic for the dance pop of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, this duo is the one. They are they're the blueprint. They are fucking incredible. And so what I would recommend you do is you listen to um, all three of their albums, really. They're, they're all short. They're all like seven to eight track albums. The first one is Mini Mix Volume 1, and the second one is A Little Rhythm and A Wicked Feeling, and the third one, which just came out a few days ago, actually, I think it was last week, is Mini Mix Volume 2. Every every single album that I just uh, described, they're all very unique, but they still kind of maintain like a consistent sound throughout that like when you turn it on, you absolutely know that it's Magdalena Bay. And I am so excited for when concerts come back in person because the, literally like the first person I want to go see is Magdalena Bay. They are just so powerful and make me want to end up at like House of Yes on like a late Saturday night in the summer like dancing my ass off in like glitter and like full-on sweat because they just like make me want to dance and dance with friends and dance with strangers because that is the vibe they give. And so highly recommend checking them out um if you are a fan of dance music you know like i said disco pop whatever it may be they are the vision okay so the fourth artist that i wanted to touch on her name is jen champion uh, she's had a couple different names in the past but she now goes by jen champion and she's a super cool um sort of pop synthy pop synth rock type of artist um i came across her record champions which was released in 2018 
by way of my Discover Weekly on Spotify. So I feel like before moving on to touch a little bit more on Jen, I feel like I should say that the way I've found almost all of these artists has been through Spotify, obviously, but through my Discover Weekly, which is interesting because for a long time, I like refused to look at my Discover Weekly. Like it was never a thought that occurred in my mind, like, oh, like let me go look at new music. I just always sort of like I said, listen to the same like 10 artists and I very rarely kind of strayed far from that. But I've found over the last couple of months that the algorithm has been doing wonders and it's been finding me all these like super cool artists that are, you know, I guess in some way related to what I have been listening to. And I've been using Discover Weekly to sort of help me find new artists. And then from there, I'll typically go onto their Spotify page and look at like the fans also like tab because that seems to be pretty successful for helping me find new artists that way as well. So that's a little a little rundown on how I've been finding these people. But to go back to Jen, um, Jen Champion released an album in 2018 called Single Rider. And I love this album. I love like the first couple of tracks. They're super cool. It's very, like I said, sort of synth poppy, a little bit of like rock influence in there with some guitar riffs and stuff like that. Um, but this album is just like really, her voice is like very soothing. Um, so I found it to be a fun little album to kind of put on when you're going for a walk or when you're, you're going on a run. Um, and it's made me really enjoy sort of a lot of, uh, her work. Additionally, it was cool that, um, you know, that album was released in 2018, but she had just released a new three track EP very recently, I think a month or so ago. Um, and I believe it is called, let me look here, it's called Donating Your Body to Science, What You Need to Know. So a very unique name, very interesting name. And what makes this three-track EP very cool is the fact that there's no vocals on it. Practically no vocals, um, very minimal singing at all. And it's more so like a production-based EP, very kind of um, EDM vibes to it, very like techno, trancey type of beats throughout and I think the reason that she released this is because before she was like a singer-songwriter she was a producer for a couple of other different like bands and so I think after releasing her album in 2018 she wanted to kind of return to those roots and put out more of like a dance record and I love that because I in my past was a bit of an EDM fanboy which is kind of like gross to think about but, you know, you, you live and you learn, and it was a big part of my life in high school where, to the point where I used to go to, like, festivals, like, fucking EDC and, like, Electric Zoo in New York City, which is absurd when I think about it. However, um, I don't know, EDM, while it, most of it is garbage, I don't listen to it as much now. There are still some, like, fabulous artists out there who are putting out incredible work, so I'll always kind of have a soft spot for it. So when I saw this three-track EP that came out in November... I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. I'm going to listen to this and hopefully, you know, hopefully she releases some new music in the future that kind of mixes together this like EDM sound along with her vocals that I found to be so amazing. So before moving on to some more sort of like indie rock suggestions, I wanted to touch base on one last sort of pop synth legend who goes by the name of So Below. So Below is the project of a New Zealand-based artist whose name is Scout North, which, first of all, like, like rewind, if you're from New Zealand, that's already, like, the coolest thing in the world, but if your name is Scout North, 
that is just like can you imagine like oh yeah like hey my name is scout north are you kidding that sounds like a name from like a fucking like stranger things or some shit but it's amazing i already love that from her so i knew off the bat i was gonna love this person but her music does all the talking um doesn't even need a cool name if she had if she her fucking name was alex ballington which is the lamest name in the world but she released this music you wouldn't even remember the name because you would just be so obsessed with the music. <laughs> um, but the point is, she released an album in October called Left Behind. And this album gives me major, major Banks vibes. Um, if you, first of all, if you don't know who Banks is, you have no taste. But if you do know who Banks is, you know that she makes the coolest kind of like dark synth ballads that are that just always hit, right? And so below sort of encapsulates that sound in this Left Behind album perfectly. I honestly felt at times that I was listening to Banks. I was like, wait, this is this is a different artist? Um, which is super cool because Banks has always been one of my favorite artists of all time, especially with her new work that she's been releasing. And so to find someone who makes similar based music is really cool. And I, I wish I knew about this person earlier because it does look like she has released prior EPs in the past that I would have loved to have known about. Um, but the point is, you should definitely give this a listen if you're a fan of Banks. Um, my favorite song on the album is called Bone. Bone gives me this like energy of wanting to walk at like a pace of like 500 miles an hour down the streets of Soho with just like no care in the world whatsoever. Like, do you have ever have those songs where it just makes you want to like walk and walk and just like strut down the street? I, I know I do, and it's usually with more kind of like poppy-based songs, like a Kim Petras type of vibe, but this is just like completely different. I just feel like it gives me like all-powerful energy and like that I could like straight up like kill someone if I listen to this. Um, so not to get too graphic there, but highly recommend checking out this album and let me know what you think if you certainly end up do liking it. Okay, so for a slight change in pace, the next artist that I wanted to talk about is not as, I guess, pop-focused, is a little bit more sort of indie rock, a little bit, I mean, I guess you could call it kind of like indie pop, but the band that I've really enjoyed listening to a lot recently goes by the name of Valley. Valley has kind of mastered what I would I guess classify sort of sound of like LA shimmering, glimmering pop, whatever that, whatever you want to sort of envision there. Um, sort of similar to if you're familiar with bands like Floor or Joan, where it's it's not like directly pop because there's a lot of like guitar riffs and stuff like that, but um, it's, it's not as, I guess, um, like deep sounding as bedroom pop it's it's hilarious like listening to myself talk about music because from what i can tell like i have no music knowledge whatsoever and it's clearly coming out in this podcast i am no anthony fantano um, as you can probably tell but i don't know it just kind of has that like shimmering pop type of sound if you, if you can kind of catch my drift there um but valley they are a toronto-based band and they've released two projects recently that i really enjoy their most recent EP called Sucks to See You Doing Better is really, really good and is a follow-up to their full-length album called Maybe, which is their first project that I came across, which I instantly loved. 
One of my favorite tracks on Maybe is called There's Still a Light in the House. This track is, I don't know, it gives me like huge like nostalgic vibes back to living in New York. They reference Chelsea Market in, in the song and I can't help but just like feel like I'm being sort of like blasted back to New York, like walking around Chelsea Market literally as I listen to the song, which I love, you know, any song that can like take me back to an experience or like a memory is special to me and that entire album like i said it's called might maybe it's just super good um plenty of really fun sort of like indie pop bops on there that i strongly suggest checking out for sort of a slower pace if you're not as into like a lot of those faster paced pop artists that i was sort of referring to earlier um going along the same lines another artist who i guess you could kind of classify in like a similar vein or category as valley is Dizzy. Dizzy is a Canadian-based band that's made up of one guy and, or sorry, one girl and three guys. Um, The three guys are all siblings, so that's super cool. But the star of the show is the front woman, Katie Munshaw. Katie's vocals throughout these two albums is nothing short of amazing. Um, I really just find that whenever I'm listening to Dizzy, I, I just like feel at peace. <laughs> Similar to usually how I feel when I'm listening to like Maggie or Lord or, or whoever. Um, it's just facts. Like her, her voice is amazing and, and I really do love it. Um, and it's, it's really cool that this band sort of all met together in high school. And ever since then, they've just gone on to create really, really cool projects. Um, In particular, they've released two albums, one in 2018 called Baby Teeth and one in 2020 called The Sun and Her Scorch. I came across Baby Teeth first and I love it. I really do. The four songs on there that are my favorites are In Time, Ghost Limbs, Bleachers, and Pretty Thing. And then my favorites on The Sun and Her Scorch are Good and Right and Roman Candles. All of these songs sound amazing. The both albums are really, really good, um, and I find that they're they're kind of the perfect album to listen to when you're kind of working from home and you just want to kind of put something on in the background while you you know work and in order to just kind of feel your day. Um, they just have such a, a nice like relaxing kind of indie indie pop indie rock sound to them, so I would highly recommend them to anyone. Okay, so we're at sort of the halfway point in the show now where we've gone through eight artists and we've got seven more to go. Like I said, I wanted to cover and highlight about 15 artists in this episode because I feel like that's an appropriate number without sort of overloading information on you guys. Um, But the ninth artist who I want to talk about, she's amazing. I actually did not discover this artist on my own. This was recommended to me by a friend. So if you're listening and you know who you are, thank you so much for recommending this artist to me because I absolutely adore them. Um, And that artist, her name is Orla Gartland. So Orla is a singer-songwriter hailing from Dublin, Ireland. She um, has released two EPs recently, I think one in 2019 and one in 2020. The one in 2019 is called Why Am I Like This? And the one in 2020 is called Freckle Season. And I find that these two EPs are sort of the perfect blend of, you know, acoustic guitar along with a couple of, you know, synthy kind of ballads um, paired with her amazing voice, which is uh, sort of what that combination together makes it just like the perfect EP for someone like me. Um, And disclaimer, I feel like I'm surprised that I haven't actually mentioned this yet, but as you can kind of, as you might have picked up on so far, 
I haven't really been, I've been focusing a lot on just like the sounds of these albums and not necessarily like the lyrics and the message of each. Um, and it's largely because when I listen to music, I am a freak and I do not pay attention to the lyrics whatsoever. Like it's, it's kind of a combination of one, I just don't care about them, but also two, I have such trouble like hearing them and understanding them while I'm listening to the song that I just end up never paying attention to them. So I know that's problematic and I should fix that and I'm trying to because I would like to actually like appreciate the songs that I'm listening to, not just for their sound, but for their lyrics. Um, however, I know that when I was listening to Orla, one of the EPs is sort of a self-reflection on her mental, mental health and I found myself really connecting with the lyrics because I went back and actually focused on them and read through them and I found that it was very easy to sort of connect to. A lot of the issues that she was going through I sort of related to. And so I find that she's a very underrated artist and I love her stuff. And I was reading something on Twitter the other day that said that she sort of like blew up on YouTube through her videos. I've never seen any of them, but that sounds really cool. And I think I'll definitely have to check those out. Alrighty, so moving on to the next artist. Uh, this band is a band that I'm very excited to talk about and share with you all. Um, you may know of them, you may not. Um, I'm not too familiar with like how popular they are. Um, but the band that I want to talk about is an LA-based punk band called The Regrets. Um, I did not know about The Regrets up until about like May of this year. Um, and I wish I knew about them earlier because they have just like transported me back into a time of like middle school when all I would listen to was like Blink-182 and like all those classic like pop-punk bands. Um, which is a sound that like doesn't often find its way into my playlist these days. Um, and I think it's just because I've like grown out of it. Um, but this was like such a throwback and I absolutely love them. Um, in particular, they released an album in 2019 called How Do You Love? This is sort of the album that, uh, was, that came up on my feed and the specific song that is my absolute fave on that album, it's called California Friends. Um, and it's just like, like I said, it's just this raunchy, like, pop punk, like, I just want to get up and, like, fucking, like, crowd surf or, like, at Warp Tours. I'm sure I, like, put on, like, my black bands and, like, skitty jeans. I don't know. It's just such a throwback, um, but in, like, a modern way, if that makes sense. Um, they're such a cool band. I really love all of the members of the band. It's three girls, one guy, the guy is the drummer. Um, and they're all just like super cool looking they all have like amazing hair i know i'm like getting away from the music side of it here but like i just like find myself standing all of them um and in particular they actually released a single during sort of like the beginning of quarantine called what am i gonna do today and this is like a very cute like quarantine bop just talking about like well like what am i gonna do today the world's on fire essentially like there's nothing to do and they recently released a music video kind of like a homemade music video where they're sort of making their own little videos from inside their homes and like piecing it together into this one long kind of a story and it's super cute so if you are interested in checking out the regrets you like pop punk um i highly recommend checking out this video because it's just like i don't know it's super cute and it makes me miss my friends a lot and whenever i see like a well-executed music video that isn't like entirely focused on like the glitz and the glam and it's just like a cute video made by friends um i always just have like a soft spot for that and so highly recommend checking out 
the regrets if you are into pop punk but even if you're not like you might surprise yourself and find um that you do like that sound um which is sort of what happened to me moving along i'm going to fall back into sort of my pop star um obsession and talk about another pop star that i came across during quarantine her name is ralph ralph is sort of like the american dua lipa um I will say no one is on Dua Lipa's level, so like, you know, this isn't really even a good comparison, so maybe I'll scratch that. But I I just like love Ralph's sounds. They're just these upbeat pop anthems. Um, she's got an EP and an album that I'm obsessed with. The EP is called Flashbacks and Fantasies. Her album is titled A Good Girl, and like every single song, no joke, on these albums are just absolute serves. There's so many fun songs that I found myself sort of dancing alone to in my room late at night, and it really, really does make me crave, I think I talked about this earlier with the Magdalena Bay albums, but it makes me crave just like going out, putting on a cute outfit, and wanting to go to like Baby's All Right in a sweaty room under the disco lights and just dance all night long. Um, and come home at like 3am drinking like a Snapple um, that you picked up from like the local Walgreens. But I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Ralph. Maybe it's just like my um, obsession with pop music, but I just adore everything that she's put out. I really want her to put out more new music, um, but I realize that's a lot to ask. So I'm just going to keep on replaying this that EP and that album that I mentioned. And going along with that, Another pop star that I've recently discovered um, is a guy, so not a girl, even though it feels like I've been mentioning all girls so far. Um, This guy pop star, his name is Bronze Avery, and it feels so refreshing to finally be listening to a pop star that is a male that is not Troy Sivan, and that is not a knock on Troy whatsoever. Um, If you know me, I fucking love Troy. I have the biggest crush on him ever um and especially his new ep that he put out a couple months ago it it's unbelievable and i'm so like happy for him that he's like finally kind of like honed in on his own sound um but you know it's good to like get some fresh blood in 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 the mix so bronze is amazing and the reason i knew i was going to like his music before i even listened to him is because i saw an interview where he said that his biggest music influence is charlie xcx so if you know me you know that Charlie is my number one. I'm I'm her number one angel, and she's my number one angel. Um, and so when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, if he's inspired by her, then clearly he has taste, and there's no way he can make bad music, right? And my hypothesis there was correct. His retrospect EP, absolute serve. He's also released a bunch of new singles since then. Um, one of my favorites is called Boys, and I highly suggest giving him some love because he just makes all of these sort of queer pop anthems that are just perfect for the summer um and it makes me miss the summer and it makes me sad that we're now kind of in transitioning towards winter but i'll still be listening to him because it, it kind of gives me something to look forward to um and it makes me just like want to be out with my friends partying so a really good pop star to look into if you're looking for something new to check out Alrighty, so as we wrap up this podcast, I wanted to finish off my list with three artists that aren't as kind of pop heavy. Um, they're a little bit more, I guess you could classify them as like indie rock, indie indie pop. I don't I never really like know what like the distinction is between those two. Um, 
I guess like the use of synths maybe for like indie pop as opposed to indie rock. Um, but either way, I, I figured, you know, I'll try and give some recommendations that aren't just strictly pop focused um, from artists that I've discovered and that I really like. And so the first person that I wanted to talk about is an Australian singer slash songwriter who, who has produced and uh, released one of my favorite albums that I've found recently. And her name is Hatchie. Um, the album that she released came out in 2019 and it goes by the name of Keepsake. And I find it to be sort of the perfect blend of everything from industrial to like new wave to a little bit of dance pop. And what's so good about it is just her voice throughout the album just like flows so seamlessly. And I find it to just be like super soothing, sort of similar to what I was talking about with Dizzy earlier. Um, I can just put this album on like in the background and I just feel so much better and like at peace when I'm listening to it. And I must say, whenever I'm listening to Hachi, I can't help but think of my favorite concert venue in all of New York, which is the Music Hall of Williamsburg. If you've been there, you can probably relate to this. If not, I'll try and sort of paint a picture for the listeners. But the Music Hall of Williamsburg is essentially um, a tiny-ish, relatively tiny venue. I don't know the full capacity. Maybe it's like 200 people. Um, I have a terrible sense of numbers, so that could be way off, but it's it's relatively tiny compared to other places like Terminal 5 or like Bowery Ballroom or, you know, all those like larger, like Brooklyn Steel. It's much, much smaller than those places. So the concerts that I've been to there have been very intimate and you sort of feel like you're you're quite close to the artist. And I always find that those are, for me, those are the best types of concert experiences. And so I, when I'm listening to Keepsake by Hatchie, I just like, picture myself seeing her live at Brooklyn, uh, sorry, at Music Hall of Williamsburg, and it just, like, makes me feel so good, and I, like, want that memory to happen, like, so badly, so I don't know if she's been on tour for this album. She might have since it came out in 2019, and I might have missed her because I just recently found her, but if she hasn't, at Hatchie, please come to Music Hall of Williamsburg. It would be such an incredible experience if you were to perform this album there, um, because, like I said, I've seen people, like, uh, well, what used to be Caroline Polachek's old band, Chairlift, performed there. I've seen Muna perform there. And those two experiences were just so amazing because those are incredible bands. And to be that close and to, like, hear their their sound um, from, like, you know, 20, 30 feet away, it's just, it's perfect. Um, it's the best possible experience. So, yeah, I, I just have this, like, weird infatuation of, like, wanting to see Hatchie live at Music Hall of Williamsburg. But moving on to the second to last artist, I wanted to talk about a band that I knew of before the pandemic. So maybe it doesn't quite fit this list, but I had never actually physically listened to any of their discography. Um, the reason I knew of them is because I was watching a show on Netflix um, that was following, it was kind of like a, a docu-series following a band called Nasty Cherry. And one of the members of Nasty Cherry was the lead singer of this band, which is called Kitten. Um, the lead singer, her name is Chloe. She is insane. She is known for like dangling off like roofs when she's performing, like off like, you know, like the, the top of the ceiling. And she just, her energy is like unreal. And while it doesn't, I wouldn't say it like fully translates to the music. Cause from that you would, you would probably picture like a, a really intense, like pop punk band. Um, but they're more kind of like indie pop, I would say. 
Um, and one of their projects that I'm obsessed with and that is always on repeat for me is their EP, which was released, I think, in 2019. That's called Goodbye Honeymoon Phase. It's a personal fave for me, and I really like um, their two new singles that they've put out recently, which are um, My House and Angelina. Word on the street is that they are recording their second day, their second sort of featured album, so that should be out soon. So if you want to get ahead and listen to them before that, um, I would certainly recommend that EP. And I want to give a huge shout out, absolute huge shout out to one of their other band members who is the bassist for the band, and her name is Blue to Tiger. You might know of her. She is what I consider the best, best bassist in the world because she's gone viral on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter for recording these like short little snippets of her covering like famous songs, and her skills are just like off the charts. Um, and she was an NYU student, so that is you know hashtag alum. But for real, she is unbelievable, and you can really kind of hear her chords, her bass chords throughout each song, and it's just like mesmerizing seeing her perform. So, super cool band, someone I really want to see live just for the sat, just for the sake of like their energy that they bring to the stage. Um, and I really hope that their new upcoming album, that I'm not sure when it's, maybe it'll be released in 2021. I'm not too sure, but I hope that it's a banger because I, I have such high expectations for them. All right, so last but certainly not least is an artist who I'm absolutely gonna butcher their name, so you know, bear with me here, but they are super cool. Their name is, I think it's Tay Shi. It's T-E-I and then it's S-H-I, so I think it's Tay Shi. Um, but Tay Shi is the project of Colombian Canadian singer slash songwriter, Valerie Tatcher. Um, her most recent EP, Die For Your Love, is just an absolutely incredible mix of acoustic and synth ballads that, for me, just mix and match perfectly together. And according to her Spotify bio, which I was stalking before the pod, um, I read that this EP was written in six days, and catch this, in the middle of the desert in Texas. Um, so, <laughs> iconic, um, if you ask me. But no, for real, this EP, I believe it's four tracks, might even be five tracks. Um, it's amazing. It's 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 just like a perfect like mix of, like I said, these like acoustic and synth ballads, and I, I just love it so much. She, I don't know if she would consider herself a pop star, but in my book she is, and I just really am looking forward to more projects from her because this was just like what felt like a short snippet of her potential, and I'm really excited to see what she can bring to the table in the future. And so that's going to wrap up my 15 artists that I've discovered in quarantine and that who I've come to absolutely adore and love and that I'm thankful for sort of coming across their work through the, you know, the heroism of <laughs> Spotify Discover Weekly. Um, however, I feel like it would be a disservice for me if I were not to mention one more artist who I've known prior to the pandemic, who I actually know um, in person and, you know, have a close personal friendship with, and that is my friend Grant Clater. Um, huge shout out to Grant. He just recently released a new album that came out um, at the beginning of November called Caprice. This was um, a large sort of effort. It took a long time in the making, and I'm so proud of him for releasing this um, and releasing all the music videos that he's uh, sort of produced along with his friends. Um, Grant has just come so far as a musician, and I'm so happy to have sort of seen him progress as an artist, and this 
this album that was just recently released is like the perfect um, sort of like combination of indie rock and just like fun tunes that if you ever want to listen to and like you know while you're riding your bike or going for a run or you could literally be doing anything and this album is like perfect for that so I highly highly recommend that you go check out my friend Grant um, and all of his work he's he's got more work than just this album out so you know go ahead and listen to everything because he deserves all the love and the support in the world Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen through this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed the music recommendations. I certainly had a fun time sort of talking about and going through all the different artists that I've recently discovered during quarantine. It was a lot of fun to talk about their projects, and I hope that you take the suggestions and, and go ahead and look them up on Spotify or whatever program you use to find your music and, you know, give them a shot. And if you do end up listening to them and you, you like them, let me know what songs you liked and what albums you liked or you know who you listened to because I'd love to hear about them. Um, I always love suggesting music to friends and so this would be would make me really happy if um, you ended up liking someone um, based on suggestions that I gave in this episode. With that being said, um, I wanted to, of course, just give one last shout out to Anchor for helping with the support of this podcast. I'm hoping that by the time this episode is released that it will be available on all streaming platforms, whether you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platforms are out there. I'm actually not even too familiar with what other apps there are, but you know, wherever you listen to, I hope that this is available for your consumption. And I wanted to say that if you are enjoying the podcast so far and you've been, um, sort of enjoying the episodes and you find that you want to continue to listen to this type of content if you want to go ahead and leave a review on apple podcasts that would be super sick um you know it would be great if you left a five-star review um but if you hate this podcast you know be honest and go ahead and give me a one star you know any anything counts at this point i know that um you know five-star reviews are only going to help sort of increase the exposure of this pod and the more exposure we get the more potential for you know collaborations and sponsorships and who knows maybe maybe we'll end up getting charlie xdx on the podcast wouldn't that be cool i mean i would love that um you know a boy can dream who knows i know that moving forward this will probably i probably won't be doing a whole lot of music suggestion podcasts um unless you find that you're really enjoying this and if you are then let me know and i I can certainly do more um, but I find that I'm I'm not very good at talking about music. I'm not, you know, on the same level as Anthony Fantano or, you know, a typical music reviewer. And so, you know, I, I don't anticipate that there'll be a whole lot of these, like, music suggestion podcasts moving forward. That being said, um, and, you know, within that same vein, I probably won't be doing, like, music reviews or, like, album reviews, but I do imagine that there will be some sort of podcast in the future that is dedicated to my girl charlie xdx because there is just so much to talk about um when it comes to her and my my absolute obsession for her um and it it doesn't have to do completely with her music um there are so many other facets of her life that i i'm just so you know in love with so i imagine that a charlie pod will be will be happening sometime in the future maybe not right away but i'm sure we'll reach that point 
Um, and like I said, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving a review. Or if you're so generous and want to leave a donation to help support future episodes and future content, you can do so by visiting uh, the anchor the anchor link that is posted in the description of the pod. And so as I will do and will continue to do with every episode, I'll make sure to throw it to my girls over at Muna so that they can end with the classic outro.